Our podcast has been nominated for five spin awards. I would like to thank you for listening and also for your votes to the nominating committee at the spin awards. Thank you all so much for recognizing our moments of grace. And we pray that you have a day of grace. Thank you. is Dr. Adrian Butler and welcome to A Moment of Grace. This is our episode, The Response. In, in the fall of, of 1971, there was a, uh, an experiment at Stanford University by a doctor from New York, a psychologist, Dr. Phil Zimbrado, who was a Stanford professor. As with most hypotheses, most theories, they must be tested. And, and he had a, a theory, a hypothesis that he put into action in 1972. And so in 1972, they're on Stanford's campus they took one of the halls, just a, a hall there, and, and they set up a mock prison in the fall of 1971 there on Stanford University. And, and so what Dr. Zambrato thought that people put in a position of absolute authority and power and people that were being cauterized into a system of being a caste or cauterized into being second class with having a upper class over them that they would um act in certain ways. Dr. Zimbrado had no idea that here some 40 years later his experiment would come full circle. And what the experiment was is they took some students randomly didn't look at any personality traits didn't do any uh, psychological pre-work on them just some random students some students and they set up two classes one set of students were the guards the other set were the prisoners before long in fact the experiment really only lasted six days because what happened with the experiment is the guards because now they were considered to have absolute power they started to be abusive towards 
those that were considered the prisoners. And after a while, those that were prisoners, even though they were all still students, began to act like criminals, began to plot with one another, um, began to see about overthrowing maybe the prison guards. Keep in mind, this was just an experiment. It was just an experiment. But it irrevocably changed in six days, so much so that the experiment had to be suspended because prison guards are ready, student prison guards, mind you, were ready to take it too far as well as the prisoners who were ready to riot. (laughs) Fast forward that to 2015. I'm sitting in a restaurant with a gentleman who I love and respect very much. And we're having a conversation 2015, 16, somewhere in here about a presumptive candidate who appears is going to get the Republican nomination. A candidate that he and I were both on both sides of the coin on me against and him for. We, as two preachers, yeah, as two ministers, were having this discussion about a man who came down an escalator and pigeonholed a entire group of people as race rapists, thieves, murderers, whole race of people, whole group of people. Now, no incidents in America now, no no incidents in America since 9-11. We've had more incidents and racial incidents of hanging and lynching and murder, more so than we have from the Muslim population. But again, with this racism, he says that he didn't want any Muslims coming into America. And this pastor and I loved him dearly. He and I look eye to eye and I say, how could you vote for such a man? In the 70s, his father and he were charged because they were marking colored on applications they didn't want to rent to people that look like me. What my friend said was I didn't hear anything about that because keep in mind as a pastor and as a Republican he only watched one set of news 
the, the same the same drive the same purpose that he would have for truth in the bible he did not he did not litigate that same truth to this man who he was going to give his vote to for president this was the absolute last conversation other than a phone call here there how are you doing so on and so forth some niceties the last conversation he and i had was about this candidate And after I made my oral arguments to him, the last thing I asked him was if Satan ran as a Republican, would you give him your vote? After an awkward pause and silence, he doubled over his words and said, oh, well, uh, uh, well no, I wouldn't. And why would you give your vote to this man? And the only legitimate thing that he had, as most evangelicals do, is that he didn't support abortion. That, that was the argument. That, that was the argument to give your vote to a man who just days before the election talked about misogyny to a woman. Just days before an election, the tapes came out and paying off porn stars and all of this just days before that. This man I loved and had so much respect for made a decision. Rather than seeing the other candidate in office and taking a shot, maybe them doing a pretty decent job and staying within the moral compass of his beliefs, he went with Donald Trump. And everything, from my understanding, that came out of Trump's mouth, he believed. Well, in November, my very good friend that I love, who I had that lunch with there, 2015 or 16, whenever it was, probably 16, caught COVID. Didn't wear a mask didn't believe it was real because again the same man we had this conversation about at that lunch he believed everything that came out of his mouth we'll just pray about it won't wear a mask won't socially distance we're going to continue to live our lives as so that same friend had to look at his face in an obituary and wept because he made a decision <laughs> not to use his platform for a moral fiber, not to use his platform to challenge the status quo, 
but to fall in line with all the other Trumpers. Now, before, while you're listening to me, you're sitting here saying, probably most of you are saying, well, you know, Dr. Butler, you know, you're African-American. It's kind of expected out of you. No, no, it's not expected out of me. Why? You didn't know this. I'm an independent voter. I vote my principles. I'm very stingy with my vote. I don't vote in a block. I voted for W when he ran for president twice. Yeah, I did. Voted for him twice. I believe the first time I voted for a president was Reagan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, voted for Reagan. And I voted for President Obama. Stingy with my vote. Quite, I consider it an intellectual and a selfish exercise of conscience for me. Oh, don't worry. While you're listening to me, I'm going to get back why you're disingenuous with this whole abortion thing. I'm going to get back there. So to to say, because, you know, you're black, so that's what's expected of you. You're supposed to vote Democrat. No, I'm not. I would like to vote with somebody that has some of the same moral beliefs that I have, maybe even some of the ideals that I have, because I I believed in the rule of law. I believed in doing things right. I didn't believe in cheating and getting away with it. In fact, I always scoffed at people that cheated. You know, when I played basketball and, and, you know, even in the backyard with my friends and somebody would cheat, I wouldn't play with them very long because I could never stand a cheater. And one thing I never could get over, and I asked God for grace in this area is I hate a liar. I can't stand a liar. God, give me grace. God has had to give me grace in that area. You lie to me and we're just not going to have any more conversation. I don't want to hear what you have to say. And so here it is. Here it is. This is the issue because this episode is called One Third. One Third of Heaven went to war with God following behind Lucifer and one third of this country is ready to go to war following behind this man. Here's my argument. You can take it as you leave it. You can accept it or not. It really doesn't matter. It's my argument. I had (laughs) in this last election, we were bombarded by disingenuous Christians. And I say you're disingenuous because you're not for You're not for real because the only argument you had, and I want you to understand how obtuse this is. I want you to understand how insane your argument is to follow this man. If you're evangelical. Well, he doesn't support abortion. So therefore I'm following him because as a Christian, we don't believe in abortion. Sure you do. Sure you do. 
Yes, you do. You're disingenuous. It's a it's a point for a certain party to take what was considered the moral majority. You've called yourself the moral majority. And you took one of the most immoral people to follow. Yeah, I'm going to get to the abortion thing. And the reason I say you're disingenuous, you're not for real. During the Indian Removal Act, David Roth Thoreau was thrown in jail because he did not pay his taxes. as a protest. You, you remember the Indian Removal Act where we gave natives, we as a system, we as a nation. Yeah, I wasn't born, you weren't born anyway, but still, we gave them smallpox, led them 17 to 18,000 miles away watch him drop dead. He gave babies, women and children, smallpox, a disease in blankets. And to protest that, David thought Ross the road didn't pay his taxes. And for that, he was in prison because he was genuine. The abolitionists during slavery, many didn't pay their taxes. Many were even hung. Yes, Caucasians in America before the Civil War were hung, thrown in prison because they refused to pay their taxes because they were considered siding along blacks they were genuine because they believed in the cause of righteousness sake that they did not want their taxes to be paid into a system that was so horrific and so inhumane that they did not want to pay their taxes every last one of you listening to me when, when the tax man calls you write that check because you're disingenuous and you say you support this party because of abortion, but yet you pay your taxes, it's lip service. You're not genuine. Back in the 90s and 2000s, we used to go to Planned Parenthood and talk with the young ladies. My church, yes, an African-American church in Augusta, Georgia, used to go to Planned Parenthood. And they used to have, they ran us off a couple of times and told us a hundred feet away, thousand feet away, whatever, and we'd give out pamphlets and share and pray with young ladies as they would go to abort their children. I didn't see none of you guys out there. It's easy to sit in your church and sit behind your pulpit. It's easy to tell me how to vote and not have any skin in the game. That's number one. You're a liar. You're disingenuous. 
It's a way for you to try to control my vote and not to have any intellectual understanding behind why you say that. And if that's the only reason why you say you supported this man, your vote is cheap. Can I give you $5? Because that's really what you're saying you're voting for is money. Because your tax dollars goes towards Planned Parenthood, goes towards abortions to subsidize abortions. So can I give you $5? Because that's what your vote is worth. It's worth money. That's number one. The other side of this is, and you may have gone even further and said, well, no, no, I really believe in his policies. I really believe in all. So I want to ask you this one question. I don't believe everyone that voted for Trump is a racist, but I do know everybody in his racist voted for Trump. Why? Can somebody answer me that question? I don't believe everyone that voted for him. I don't believe 70 one million Americans are all racist. But why is it the Klan and the Proud Boys and the this and the that and the Hood Boys and the KKK and everyone else supports this man? And you as an evangelical does too. Keep in mind, birds of a feather. These are the people who you side along with that will hang if they have the opportunity, enslave me, enslave my children, and hang my wife if they could. And these are your political brothers and sisters. So it's not about abortion. Maybe it's about tribal. Maybe it's tribal. It can't be tribal because Joe Biden couldn't have won without the Caucasian vote. I know what it is. Remember that little experiment we talked about at the beginning? That's what it's about. Whether you want to accept it or not, we point our fingers at countries like India and China and all these places. America has a caste system. It has been repackaged and renamed by somebody and they call it white supremacy here of late. But it's just a caste system. That's what it is. If you're a certain hue, have a certain, um, come from, your ancestors came from a certain place. It's a caste system. And people enjoy that power to be able to be paid $63,000 annually, more than another color. That's a caste system. Redlining was a caste system. World War II, African-Americans came back, fought the same Nazis that their Caucasian counterparts could, but couldn't come back and live in the same neighborhoods, were hung. 
caste system. We don't want to speak out that we have a caste system because we think all men, we say all men are created equal as long as they don't live next to me, as long as they don't go to my kid's school, as long as my daughter doesn't date them, as long as not, their business is not mine, as long as not, not, not doing as well as I am, and as long as they don't tend my church. All men are created equal with a hyphenation. So, that's another reason why. Because the caste system is in jeopardy. The lion is on top until the squirrels band together. And then the lion don't like it. So what has happened is there's a man that's tapped into the most debased part of your psychology. He's the warden in our scenario, Dr. Sembrado's experiment, the Stanford experiment. He's the warden. And he tells you everything about your country and your fellow man is horrible. I want you to understand the language, the same language Mussolini used and the same language Hitler used. Authoritarian language. The same language, exact same language. In Mein Kampf, if you ever haven't read it, please do go and read it. Mein Kampf, Hitler said, if you say a lie enough, people will believe it. He goes on to even say, say a lie that is so extravagant, so far-fetched, that people have to believe it is true. I, I don't believe that, but I do believe people that want to believe and are obtuse enough will believe it. We are in the same position that the Nazis were right before World War II. This autocrat who has tried to subvert the will of the people has told lie after lie after lie and even about the election who cannot accept that almost 81 million people rejected how he governs. Now, let's get back to how he governs because if you still call yourself a Republican and you still support this man, you are not a Republican. Here's the spiritual piece with the angels following Satan because they were Satan worshipers. Call the angels what they were. They were Satan worshipers. Let's call the let's call this this new dynamic what it is. When Bush was president, they call it the, you know, they call it the the party of, of Bush, but it was still a Republican Party. There was no cavalry running off the buses of, of Biden with flags waving Trump. There was no uh people ready to 
to pervade violence over an election? This man didn't get up. Trump, uh, Bush didn't get up and 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 tell people, uh, "I want to stay in four more years or twelve more years or whatever." It wasn't like that. His father didn't do that. Bush one didn't go through all of this. So you have given up your party's morals. You're no longer Republican. Keep in mind where they call you a Trumpster. And he even says when he points to somebody that's Republican that doesn't agree with him, they are never Trumpers. Why? Not that they're Republican. So in other words, if you disagree with me, you are not a Republican. I've had people I pastored that didn't agree with me. Did that make them not a Christian? I've had people that didn't agree with me that worked for me. Did that mean that they were no longer should be my employees? This is madness, people. Absolute madness. And either you are intellectually disingenuous or morbidly obtuse, one or the other. You are no longer Republican. If you are ready to go to war like the angels did to follow Satan, and you're ready to go to war following this man, it is un-American and you are getting ready to step into a place of treason. In fact, I feel Rush Limbaugh, Mark Levine, and some of these other guys who are talking about civil war need to be arrested and charged with treason and sedition. Why am I so passionate? Everybody held, holds me as an African-American to the standard to play by the rules and the law, but want to break the law themselves. Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, and alike, Tom Cotton, these guys are not Republicans, they're Trumpers. And for Mitch McConnell to change the rules, keep in mind, we changed the rules. They changed the rules when President Obama, the first African-American president, treated him like trash, called him Satan. We heard what you said about him. I sat there with some people in meetings that called this man unconstitutional and the very thing that you charged him with Trump writes uh, executive orders and you have no problem with you are a hypocrite say it with me I am look in the mirror I am a hypocrite left this man without judges 200 and I think it was 201 judges when Trump walked in office and then <laughs> two months before, actually two weeks before an election, we put in the Supreme Court justice for life. You are, love you, have to love you, but you
you either intellectually disingenuous or morbidly obtuse to be ready to take our nation to war laws have been broken by this man and his family and the other thing so so i had a conversation with this lady she said well you know he don't take no salary he don't take a salary because he don't want to work for you that's why he's not taking a salary and if i could pick your pocket if i was that kind of person i could pick your pocket i wouldn't want your salary either the other argument that she had and it was it was unfortunately i'm sorry y'all I'll probably never see again. I hope this is this doesn't sound in, in, in insulting, but, but from an intellectual standpoint, it was no match. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She didn't think through what she was saying. It was tribalism. Well, they just let him run the country like he ran his business. Go bankrupt. We did. We did. We did. We did. And Ford, we have, before Joe Biden gets in office, we have almost 300,000 people dead. Before Joe Biden gets in office, we have a $2 trillion debt, bankrupt. Bankrupt morally and now financially. Keep in mind, you're talking to someone who is considering himself a true conservative, not a Republican or a Democrat, a true conservative. I like things a certain way and I want some progress. So I guess you consider me a moderate. I don't care what label you want to put me on, but call me purple, red, blue, purple. You can call me black, whatever you want to call me. It's politics. And you've made this man the Jim Jones. Watch the language. Because of this guy, well, because of me, I made a decision, but by something he said, I haven't watched the NFL. I used to enjoy the NFL. Everything he touches becomes less enjoyable. I used to love seeing people take the oath of office, take the the the, the uh, immigrants come in and, and become citizens. I know it's an oath of office. I know it's not what it is. I can't think of what it is right now. I used to love seeing that. Now we put people in cages. This has been a debacle. Ruling by Twitter. press secretaries that lie upon lie and look at the American lexicon how it has increased. Kellyanne Conway says there are alternative facts (laughs) and you accepted that. First thing he did was attack the CIA, attack the news, attack these institutions. I'm not saying that the news, I'm not saying the CIA and you know, the are all perfect. But this is what autocrats do. 
the, the other part of the language, and I'm done here, is it's all about me. Unless I'm being attacked, then it's all about us. <laughs> That's the language of autocrats. It's all about me. My vaccine. My administration. My, me, 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 me. And as someone in the mental health field, I can't diagnose him because I've never talked to him. I'm just looking at the body of work and he is bonkers. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. And this is what scares me out of all of this. Not what concerns me, literally what scares me. We took a reality show TV personality, failed businessman, made him president. So everything you see about this man is on TV. And this was my point with my friend who died. You know me. You've broken bread with me. You've preached in my church. I've preached in yours. We have been friends. You know me. And if I'm giving you pause, but you don't respect me enough to research it yourself, then it says a lot about our relationship. So for those who listen to me, you know me. Like I said, I'm going to comb over stuff with a fine tooth comb. I'm not accepting anything that comes out of any of these guys' mouth. Neither was, neither was I supportive of 99% of 80% of what President Obama did or 80% of what this guy does. That's just me. Because I understand all of them. It's about power. How you use that power is the issue. Now, what scares me? This man was smarter. I'm not talking about his IQ. If he was smart enough to court the African American vote, the Latino vote, the Asian vote, Native American, all the others. He had been smart enough not to make it tribal, but to make us the same, with the same plan, we would be in trouble. Thank God. He's not only morally depraved, but intellectually missing of a few things but what he has shown us is that document that we hold true that all men are created equal that we have to change and ratify every now and then he's been impeached wasn't removed 
So what he has shown us is we're just waiting for, he was a Mussolini, he's a Mussolini type, not smart enough to really get it done. All we need is a Hitler. And we can look at ourselves like Handmaid's Tale of this country being divided. People that look like me maybe being back in chains. That's this is the real deal, you all. If we get somebody that's smart enough to convince enough people that I'm not your brother, but I'm your enemy, like this guy is doing, keep the class caste system the way it is and put your thumb down on people your thumb is already on the scale but now put your thumb down on people this nation will be in trouble thank God Donald Trump is not smart he and his big upbringing This has been the response. This is your host, Dr. Butler. Stay safe, be aware, and love each other. Take care.